Episode 16 of the A-League Podcast, brought to you by B-Health Conscience. How you doing, fellas? I'm doing fine. I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking, Eric. You know, people need to ask more. I mean, like, we care. refreshed, as always, ready to go. Keem back in the building. Yeah! Keem back in the building. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) People, this episode is a special one. Uh Who Who we got calling in, fellas? Who we got calling in? GLC will be joining us. Two-time Grammy winner. Now my best friend GLC in the building. GLC, baby, the Grammy-winning artist. Not the best friend of the old Kanye. The old (laughs) (laughs) Kanye. Kanye, you you've done it again. You got the world's attention again. What else is new? Which is, I'm I'm sure he's very happy and pleased with that. Of course. But before we get into Kanye. Can we talk about Sage real quick before we get before we get GLC on the on the on the, on the show? Uh oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about Sage a little bit. Yeah. Um, Sage, we we were very disappointed with with your tweet, but if people don't know, Sage Steele <laughs> from ESPN decided to go at Mike Evans, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for his protest of Donald Trump. He decided to take a knee. I think it was a couple games ago, yeah. uh, two games ago. Um, and received a big backlash. Sage still went on Twitter and decided that this was the right time <laughs> to completely criticize and try to, I don't know, cut, all right, all right, let me cut get, his can, argument. Can I that, get some? Uh, all right, I'll play devil's advocate, and I'll give a little bit more backstory. Oh, well, go ahead, go ahead. Go all right, ahead. Sage still, her, her dad was a, a veteran, and it was Veterans Day weekend. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. That's that. Oh, continue. that was it. Okay, yeah, so there that, you go. that was it. That was it. So, um, with that being said, then she decided to tell Mike Evans to look up the word democracy uh, and to respect the flag, respect military. I'm sorry, respect military. Put some uh, respect on it. Put some respect on it. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this argument a thousand times. Um, everybody says it. All eyes matter. Just like their slogan. Blue eyes matter. It's like their slogan. It's just you know whatever. Um, and Sage got a huge like everybody was in her mentions going wild. It was just on fire. And she, like, took a little hiatus and then came back, wrote a letter, put it on Facebook about how we need to embrace diversity. Truly embrace diversity. Um, Say still, the biggest problem I had with it was that I think she was a hypocrite because in the letter she says that we need to respect other people of color or African-Americans' opinions if it's different than ours. But to Mike Evans, you didn't afford him that opportunity <laughs> yourself because he felt that he doesn't want Donald Trump to represent him. That's his president. He doesn't like the comments that Donald Trump made throughout the whole campaign. I think he has that right. I don't think it's any in her. She has no platform to say that, hey, you're wrong or right. I mean, everybody disagrees. Whatever. At this time, what we're going through, everybody's disagreeing with each other. You know, that's just like how it is. That's the trend. But for her to try to put him on blast well she thought she was putting him on blast and thinking in some way he would well I, I hate it because he ended up he did end up tr- backtracking and saying that hey he apologizes for doing that if you guys saw it a couple of days later then he said hey never mind 
I shouldn't have done that. I should respect at least that this does this does stand for our country. The military uh, has fought for our freedom and all those things. Um, but he still has that right to do so. Um, what did you guys think about when it comes to Sage comments or even just Mike? I mean, when it comes to um, when it comes to Sage Steele, it seems as though that this is once again a trend, I guess, you know, in a list of, you know, I guess high profile personalities that whenever you have like a Mike Evans or a Colin Kaepernick that want to express their views on whether it's, you know, the flag or Donald Trump becoming president that, you know, you have, you know, a lot of people that, you know, this there's just blowback, you know, for, you know, from from that. I, I mm-hmm. I'm totally, you know, I'm totally with, you know, Mike Evans. I mean, that's, you know, like I said, that's that's his right for sure. I mean, if he, you know, if he wants to, you know, oppose the flag, I don't think he was doing it. Like, I understand perhaps where Sage Steele was, you know, potentially maybe coming from in terms of, you know, the military bit. But, you know, I wonder if, you know, Mike Evans was... I don't think Mike Evans meant to do it, you know, to in, in a way to disrespect the military. No. I think he was just doing that to basically, you know, protest the election yes. of Donald Trump as, you know, as as president elect. And you know, of course, I put election in, you know, in in uh, quotation marks because he didn't win the popular vote. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> but um, but um, but yeah, I mean, if he wanted to do that, then then for sure, I think in in Sage Steele's context that it was. And I would imagine that it was taken out of context on her part. So I think that if anything, her words for the Facebook post are just like her going at Mike from the get go. Her going, her going at Mike Evans from the you know from the get go. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, that I mm-hmm. think that was on her part. I think I that was taken that. out of context. I can see that. I think a bunch of people have done what Sage still did. Um, the the reason why Sage still got so much attention was because you know she's black. So I mean. All right. First of all, I, I don't really understand Mike Evans' protest. That doesn't mean that he can't do it, though, because it's America and he can protest whatever he wants, whether he, that is the exact definition of democracy, say still. So I didn't really. She like, lost her, me. She really her, her, lost her, me. Her that. entire argument was just like, yo, what? whose man's is this? Yeah. So, <laughs> right. I mean, so, you know, like, say still, like, you know, I mean, I don't have much to say about it. It's just. You know, it's just ignorant. She came at him, like, blindsidedly. Left then, field. Way out of, like, she didn't say nothing all out election. Out of nowhere. And then, and that's then, my problem. She didn't say anything the whole year. And, now, and I, like, another person that we know, Eric, uh, that didn't say anything the entire election, then came out afterwards supporting Trump. Wow. Oh, man, we're not going to say the names. Man, so, you know. <laughs> so, I yeah, mean, like, yeah. I'm tired of all, of all this closet <laughs> racism. That's, that's starting to come out. Yeah, but I don't know if we call her racist. She can't be racist because she's black. But she, my, yeah. my problem with her was just like now, I, like okay. The problem is like even I work with a marine, a six year who served in Marines for right. six years, and I asked him to his face, and he said, when we went over to fight in Iraq, which he did, he said it was not for a flag. He right. said, I do not even, we don't even think about it. He said, we actually, like, him protesting all these, he talked about Kaepernick, he told me about Kaepernick, all, he said, I'm fine with all this happening because that is the whole purpose of, like, what this country is right. about. And this exactly. is coming from a vet. I was like, it's funny because all the people who have complained are not, like, in the military. And you, you, you want to talk about that, the military so much, man. Muhammad Ali 
on the reasons why we glorified this man after he passed in June is because he said no to the military because no one in Vietnam called him an N-word. No. People in America called him an N-word. So when Mike Evans protests America, when Colin Kaepernick protests America, even though his opinion doesn't matter anymore, uh, but but <laughs> when agree. these folks when these folks protest, Wrong. I mean, yeah, yes, go it, ahead, go it ahead, doesn't go matter uh-huh. because he didn't vote. Go ahead. But, We're not going to go back to that. <laughs> but, oh, but, right. but, but, but when these folks do these things, they're protesting America, what's going on in America. There's issues in here that we we don't want to live with and we shouldn't have to live with because everything that the country says is supposed to stand for, we don't stand for it. And isn't there anything more American than the concept of protest, than the concept of saying, hey, I don't agree with this or I don't agree with this and I'm actually going to take action because, you know, you have some, you know, you have some people that will go ahead and they will, you know, they'll say that they'll disagree with a certain issue that, you know, that maybe, you know, a certain uh, politician, whether it be Trump or somebody else may have, you know, maybe, you know, maybe in support of, but but you know what what is the action behind the what is the action behind the words and yep. you know usually there is there is action behind the words voting that, exactly exactly thank you but um but you know it's it's <laughs> don't look at me exactly don't look at me <laughs> that's right. the thing about hey, it if you're listening Colin I know, I know you probably listen because you know this is a cool podcast most popular podcast like so. if you listen Colin like voting is a way that you show that action you can continue your game <laughs> she, I mean, my yeah. just adding into that, I just think she chose the, like the wrong time because what do we see constantly? People arguing about on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is whenever we say something about like Black Lives Matter, then the opposition says all well, you guys matter and, or and, and, and say, yeah, and they try to say, oh, you guys have your own. What about black on black crime? What about this and that? You guys have no reason Chicago. to complain about anything. Chicago and they bring up yeah, Chicago. We're gonna talk to Gio about that. And then it's like they try to use that as a reason why we shouldn't say anything at all. And for me, what she said was just like giving a license to them. Like you saw what all now all I hear is White you folks, saw what Shay still said. That's all people are gonna tell me. White folks wait for that stuff. They gonna love what she White wrote. Folks, it, they, they especially wait, since it came from they, her. They, they wait for a Stacey Dash. Yes, they wait yes, for a Stacey Still yes. or an Omarosa. They, they, they just yes. uh, or Omarosa. Uh, well, I mean, I don't even. She she really just <laughs> all of it. them. She she's just doing it because Donald Trump been he put her on. Yeah, he did. So 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 she really right. just a ride or die for Donald Trump. She's, no, yeah. like, I want to talk about diversity. Yeah. That whole like that was her whole message, and I was like, you are totally missing the point, and you're trying to cover it up. It'll be, it's yeah. okay though. It'll be a million black people. That say black lives matter. It'd be one black person that say all lives matter, and they'll, and, look, at and they'll look at that one person, and they'll put them on Fox News. Fox and News, said, Bill O'Reilly will hire. Like, and see, come on, and see, she right. said it. So <laughs> all lives do matter, right? Not just black lives. <laughs> I'm sick of the trollers, man. It's a constant like, uh, and it, I don't know if you guys saw it. They were, okay, they were getting on her about her. <laughs> there was a time she was on Sports Center, right. and she decided I don't know what athlete was sitting across from her. But she allowed the athlete to touch her hair because the athlete asked, can I see how wow. your hair feels? And, you know, Sage got, like, curly hair or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the athlete, and she was like, sure. And wow. let the dude, she reached so across, she leaned over the table, let the dude touch her hair. And I was like, that ain't going to happen. No. Like, come on, come most on. black women are like, hey, not going to do what, that. What's Salon say? What's Salon? Exactly. That's what I thought about. Yeah. I thought about her. I thought about her. That's the one bit that you don't mess with. That's the one thing about... <laughs> That's the one thing that you don't. Mess and she with. was fine with it. She was like, "Go ahead." She was okay Say with. It. She was okay with it. The vast major, vast majority of women, 
You oh, touch no, no, their no, no, hair? No, 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 no. I, 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 I scrap it. It's scrapping it, dog. You scrapping on site. That's on site. I, I follow Sage on Instagram too, so I'll be following like her day to day on her Instagram stories and stuff with her kids. And it's just like, dang, like, you're a good person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're a good person. Why'd you have to do this? Yeah, it's like, I'm rooting for you. You Sage. were better than like, this. I'm rooting for you. And she was like, nah, I'm going to let Why, you down. I'm going to let you guys down. Why? No, the Stacey Dash thing was funny, though. That's a really good, like, comparison because she said everything Stacey has said. That, and Stacey kind of vanished. Like, this whole year, I didn't hear anything about Stacey Dash. Even she, though, like, all last year, she I was, mean, like, it Republican. Kinda, it right? kind of got old. Yeah. It, it's okay. like, you know, it's like, it's an act. I, I heard, uh, like, Remember when Stephen A. first got fired by ES, or they let him go? Yeah, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. kind of because his act got old. So it's like black people, True. they need a gimmick. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Like, <laughs> they know but, they but, like, but like her, her gimmick kind of ran out after Chris Rock told the joke at the, uh, uh, the, uh, like, the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the killed Oscars. Her. Yeah, like, yeah. It kind of just like, all right. I don't think this is funny no more. You got your year. All right. On to the next black one. And then they got the cop, the Republican black cop. That, that oh, was that, that um, walking? Yeah, 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 right. yeah. yeah. Um, and then the, the first thing he said at the at the convention was, "Blue Lives Matter." Yeah. A black man. Yeah, no. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, he's an idiot. Right? Yeah. Sheriff Clark is that who right, you're talking right, about? Right. Sheriff Clark. Sellouts, uh, man. Se- Sheriff say, Clark say is still is on the list of sellouts. Is Fox paying that much? Like these dudes that come on there, like all the brothers yeah, that come on there, they gotta be. There you go. <laughs> because dudes is like, you got to think about it, Eric. You got the. Media is ran yeah. by four media, um, four major conglomerates. Right. Conglomerates, excuse Conglom- me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> conglomerates. Oh, so we're gonna have to, we're interrupted by a, a very special guest right now, people. Oh, here I mean, go. we've been waiting all week for this one yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, we've been waiting yeah. all week for this elite, one. Elite, 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 elite. Who we got on right now, man? And this is about to this is about to be so much fun. A leaguers, man. Right now, we are joined by. No other than GLC. GLC, you with us, man? Preach. Hey! Hey, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the entrance, the entrance is legit, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing black tastic, brother. Hey, look at that the lingo. We got you up early. We got you up early, man. Yeah, I do, man. <laughs> I uh, actually went to sleep a couple hours ago, so you know, man, it's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful, beautiful. You were out there, you was out there getting it in, man. You was out there a little party, a little here and there. Man, you know what? I was <laughs> up ele- I was up elevating my ism last night. Had a beautiful evening. Beautiful that. a beautiful evening, man, beautiful with a beautiful evening. specimen of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Gia, you gotta be honest, man. Did you were you destined the lingo is so pimp like, man? Were you, you are you a pimp or you, I mean, what's up? Well, um, you can't, you know, say, you can't speak on these things. Must grow and develop, and a man who sees the world the same <laughs> as he did ten to twenty years ago is a man who's one to two decades behind. But it's certain things that you know what I'm saying you just can't let go. You know, it'd be a bit bit of images of the of the scrimmages that I used to run. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Right. But, but 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 I, I feel as if I, I've elevated, man. But man, you know, everybody has a beginning. I, I feel that we feel it we feel it can you people who are listening like who maybe don't know what describe ism in church can we can we people might not understand the lingo well man ism is the light the ism is an acronym for i see much man or i've seen much you know what i'm saying it's just the matter of elevating your third eye man your pineal gland to help your your process expand you feel me like sight beyond sight to lead you to the light 
That's mm. all it is. Some people listen to words. Other people listen to actions. If somebody tell you something and they actually show you a contradiction, always believe they actions. You feel me? It's like how you navigate through life. All vibrations, all vibes. It's almost like a sixth sense. You know what I'm saying? It leads you through the dense. Right, right, right. Hey, GLC, how many books have you read just like in the past five years? Because I'm trying to get on your level one day. Oh, man, books. Okay, I read, uh, well, books that I've reread, you know, because I like to brush up on my skills and my knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So, right. uh, I, I read Brainwashed by Tom Burrell. He's the dude that kicked off the. Uh, the largest black advertising agency in the United States, Burrell Advertising. And it, it was an amazing book. It was basically just talking about how the Willie Lynch plan is still effective today. You know, and a lot of a lot of us, when I say us, I mean uh, melanated people, man, we tend to still be brainwashed. And then, you know, cognitive dissonance is a, it's a place in which you um, embrace certain things that might not be the right thing to be embracing. But due to the fact that they were taught to you by people that you respect and have love for and you know love you, you wouldn't think they would lead you to the doctor. But only thing is, they have been mistaught. So they didn't know how to teach you the right thing, you know? Um, now Valley Contributions to Civilization by Anthony Browder uh, is an amazing book, man. It gives you a great um, a, a great take on the history, some of the accomplishments that we made on the uh, continent as African people, man. It's a very outstanding book. It shows how we created the seven liberal arts, how we had a university in Wasset before we even knew what any other ethnicity was. We was already cracking. Before we knew what any other religion was, we already knew God. And what was written on the temples and all the ancient Kemet was man know thyself, which simply just meant know the God that lives within you. You feel me? Um, man, that's a lot of books I read, man. Uh, the New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Uh, which is, man, it seems as if it's the craze. How you got everybody talking about in mass incarceration, in mass incarceration, you know what I'm saying? Which is really saying in slavery, because the 13th Amendment clearly states no man is destined to slavery or involuntary servitude unless doly convicted of a crime. So if you want to keep slavery going on, all you got to do is convict people of yep. crimes, yep. make them criminals, you know? Right. Mm. What do yeah, you think? Yeah. What do you think of uh, speaking of that Thirteenth, that documentary on Netflix? Oh, I loved it, man. I have a video that I put out like a week ago. It's called Nixon and Reagan Working for Satan, and actually the song uh, is about two years old. I put it out. I held on oh, wow. to it up until it was election time. So if you watch that video and you listen to that record, it's pretty much a summary of that whole movie within like four minutes. Wow. Uh, did you, like, during this election here, um, between you, I mean, you seem pretty outspoken about, from the get-go, you were like, you didn't care about neither one of them, and you were, you were pretty, you were pretty strong on Hillary from the get-go, like, getting on her about her past and what she's, her mistakes and all that. How did the, the outcome, how did you feel about the outcome? Well, I feel like this. I know that there's a lot of people saying, oh, man, Hillary should have won, or man if the woman they just didn't vote for because she a woman and this and that well this is the thing you have a lot of people saying trump is a tyrant or he's an evil man or this and that my thing is man uh 
the, the stuff that I posted on Hillary was just facts. It was yeah. just things that pretty much stated uh, wrong that was done under her husband's administration and some of the things that she were responsible for uh, that led to the demise of the black family structure. And to me, that is wicked, you know, because it goes on with the fact that if you could rob a man of his culture, that is the worst crime that you could play on a person. But even more harsh than that is to try to replace his culture with a culture that is not his. And you do that once he has no understanding of who he is. And that's what America has done up until, man, now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So the thing with Trump is, I know he comes in and he says, yo, I'm going to do this and we're going to build a wall and we're going to rule. My thing is, man, as opposed to me... Uh, sitting around being sad and like finna commit suicide thinking about what Trump is doing I'm focusing on my people and I'm focusing on black nationalism uh, a couple of days after Trump was elected man we did an event here in Chicago at the Hell Washington Cultural Center where we had 500 black business owners and we gave $10,000 in uh, cash and prizes to three young black uh entrepreneurs man and and as a, as opposed to us giving energy to the things that we don't like I, I choose to give energy to the things that i love and i love my people so the my thing is i will not um fall to my knees and be out here uh in disgust over trump i'm just going to focus on building up my people and doing what we got to do to survive because man we had a african-american president for the last eight years and man i've been seeing like lynchings on the news like every other week you know yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's like I, i'm not expecting a president to come in and save us i'm not expecting a man to fall out the sky to come in to save us if we want to be saved we must save ourselves man and the change that we want to that we want to see begins with uh you and me did you vote yeah, I voted. Okay, all right, all right, cool. Yeah, all right, great, he's great, he's great, had a problem great. with Kaepernick. This, great, you know, we had a... I, I, I have to ask everybody that question because we're <laughs> not sure now. I appreciate yeah, that. Be, yeah, because if I don't vote and then uh, somebody wins or whatever that I didn't want to win, and it's like, oh, man, well, I didn't vote, so I Thank really ain't got nothing to say about it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. So you disagree yeah. with Kaepernick? Stance then you you're totally off. You think he just lost his his whole wave because of what he, his voice. He lost his voice. Man, I don't disagree with nothing that Kaepernick does because Kaepernick is entitled to his own opinion, and I'm not in Kaepernick's shoes. I honor Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah. because Kaepernick is a brother who. Man, he was willing to put his livelihood on the line for what he believed in. How many brothers do you know that's willing to do that? How mm -hmm. could I say anything negative or, uh, against Kaepernick? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kaepernick is a beacon of light, and I honor the brother. Do you, like, you just spoke about positivity and how you guys are doing that in Chicago. With all the news that's always circulating just, and it's focused on the crime that's going on, um, I mean, how do you feel about that when you see that constant, constantly being portrayed and you know all the good that's going on in Chicago? I got a sister that lives in Chicago, two sisters that's in Chicago, and they're doing great work with, with, I mean, with their communities and whatnot. Uh, do you get frustrated when you see all the attention just being negative? No, I don't get frustrated, man. What I do is put my energy towards opening up the first open enrollment arts high school on the south side of Chicago Stunt. to give kids <laughs> to, to give kids uh, a chance that I didn't have growing up. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm exactly. So I don't have no time, energy, or effort to put towards no negative energy, man. Like I survived the trenches. I came up in the street organization. I lost 18 of my friends by the time I was 18. You know what I'm saying? I lost my mother, my father, my brother, several friends. I even was diagnosed with diabetes at 14 and was resuscitated. I died and came back, man. So it was like, man, I'm living life to the fullest. And this is the thing. We can choose to give um, our energy to the, the problem or we can give our energy to the solution. I look at the problem. I address it. I say, hey, this is a problem. And then from that point, it's a matter of how can I solve this problem? And, you know, you hear people saying all the time, man, can't no one man change the world or it's going to take a, a nation and this and that. My thing is if we all do our part, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not a matter of changing the world. It's a matter of enlightening the people and bringing them closer to their culture because, see, culture is the cure. Like, man, in ancient Africa, you look, man, we, we had a university that taught the seven liberal arts before we knew what any other ethnicity was. Like, we are the foundation. We are not the stereotype. We are the prototype and if we can get back to man like knowing that god lives within us and we can like the energy that flows through us is god's energy and we can create and we can um we can show love because see when you show love love is accompanied by creation protection perseverance but whenever you focus on hate hate is always accompanied by destruction and I choose to focus on the love, man. Absolutely, uh, and yeah, and that's one, and and that's one of those things that I've been also telling people that have been close to me that you know we should definitely show more love. You know, whether it's any time of the year, you know, not just you know after a tumultuous you know election, but you know, you know, just show love to those who love you and those who love you back. So you know, that's something that I've been telling to people, and that's something that I've been noticing that you know it's just really important now i believe more than ever yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely but see this is the thing um man we we still must be in a state in which we defend ourselves True. but we will we will never be able to defend ourselves as long as they keep us divided as long as we're separated over minor issues as long as you find young black men separated over different colors that you wear and things of that nature and little petty things that could be addressed and fixed you know what i'm saying conversations and facebook gang signs and uh facebook internet beefs and this and that that's not a reason for a brother or sister to lose their lives man that's on, crazy man. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, and then we look at, man, all, like, see, I grew up as a GD. That's growth and development, which was once gangster, gangster disciple. And in our laws and policies, man, we had silence and secrecy, which I see a lot of the so-called young gangsters go against on a regular basis because they broadcast all their moves and the number one rule of war or battle is to never show your location never give your location or never give your next move but we predict and we project everything that we about to do you know what i'm saying and then and then another one of our laws and policies no addictive drugs no man-made substances and things of that nature and man it seems as if it's more cool now to be a junkie than it is to be a hustler yep 
and, and that's mind blowing. So the thing is, man, you got to understand, even with all the acidic food that we eat as African people, because even though we're not on the continent, some of us have never, never seen the continent, we still African people. We just happen to be diaspora African people. And the thing is, they didn't bring, they brought everything over here but our food. So this diet that we eat, man, it's acidic. And when you put an acid on the brain, man, you can't, it's very difficult to think positive thoughts, man, when your brain is filled with acid from the food that you eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of things that we could attack from the base and make make it make it a better place for, for all of us as African people in America, man. Because the thing is, bro, we are we, we spend close to a trillion dollars a year as consumers. Yeah. But less than ninety percent of that I mean less than ten percent of that is spent with us. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. And how you going to go to oh war? Gosh. How you going to build a nation if you ain't got your money right? Nope. Can't do it. And you getting money. Yeah. You know, we getting money like a mug as African people. But, man, we ain't spending it with African people. We got to make the dollar circulate throughout our communities. You know what I'm saying? That's a great start because, hey, man, if you got a barber shop, I'm going to go to you to get a haircut. If your man got a grocery store, man, you're going to go to him to go get some food. Then if somebody got a, a theater or something that's black-owned, you might want to go on a hot date. Take your, your lady to the black-owned theater, and the money keeps going around in a circle, man. You know what I'm saying? And there ain't nothing wrong with that. See, the thing is, we have this spirit of competition, but it's geared towards each other. Mm-hmm. And a man that is divided is a man that's eagerly, easily conquered. And, and like bringing that up, even here in Atlanta, um, sitting in city Decatur, there's a really small section of a lot of uh, it's a lot of people who came over Indian immigrants or whatnot, and they themselves have a shopping plaza that is all Indian owned, and it's all geared towards the food there. The um, they got entertainment for themselves. There's a movie theater for themselves. They have it all, and they've all built it from each other. Like they've grown together, and and they've made this whole little part. It's just a small part of Decatur. Like they've made it their very own. And it's just like one hey, street, you know. And I look I at that, and I'm always like just saluting them on that. I think, and then when I hear people, you know, at when, when everybody's like, "Oh, let's pull out our money, put it in black-owned banks, and do these other things," then you hear the backlash from other black individuals like i ain't doing that come on now and they laughing about it it's like it's not a joke you know like too much of it is a joke for people to like really want to group together and do something special here what do you think about that man i think that that's amazing what the indian uh brothers and sisters are doing man and a lot of us as african people man doing that mediterranean uh uh horror that we went through the slave trade that was brought on by the uh people of Arab descent, how they took us out of the the east coast of Africa and and had us all throughout Western Asia, which is called the Middle East, you know? I mean, you got to understand, man, Kuda Chakalia, self-determination, Ujima is to show me how to show you, show me how to help you, you know? They they exercise in cooperative economics, man, which is all still bears roots in Africa, in African people, you know? It's like, man, we want to run from who we are. It's who we are as a people, man. This whole African-American thing and the way that we are, like, in the sense of rage and this and that, this was all created. Like, if, like I, I hear people talking about, man, all these kids doing these pills and this and that, which 
under the the laws and policies of the street organization that I was in was not the thing to do. But don't get it twisted. I understand why it's going on. If you take a kid and you try to teach him something in third grade and your method of teaching is not a way that is conducive to him learning, man, it's a good chance that you're going to diagnose this kid with ADD. And now he's in third grade taking Ritalin and Percocets and whatever else you got him taking. And then when he becomes a teenager, he's popping pills and everybody's talking about, man, what's going on with these kids? Well, you introduced him to these things when he was in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. from the birth. From the birth, man. Yeah. I'm, so, just, yeah. I'm just excited to hear some of these terms that I've been hearing in class over the past semester. So it's like, <laughs> it shows me that I'm actually learning something in school. But uh, my, my question, G, is uh, do, do you remember when, when you died? Do you remember that? Man, I'll tell you this. I was 14. I was um I went into a diabetic coma. I flatlined. I didn't see no pearly gates. I didn't see no white man with his hand out like, come on. <laughs> none of that. I didn't see uh Saint Peter or none of that. I didn't see none of that. All I saw was my two brothers and my two sisters standing over my body and crying and I saw my mother in the room. And this wow. was the same hospital that my mom had passed in just two and a half years prior. Mm. And then I woke up. Did that change? Did that? How did that shape you? Just going forward, man. Like that's. Man, it gave me a a a newfound respect for life. You know, I mean, although you know, by fourteen I had lost a few of my guys through gang violence. Violence, you know what I'm saying? So I I respected life. I was like, man, I don't want to be one of my guys, you know. But after that, I was like, man, I got to understand that I'm here for a reason and and I'm part of some mission, you know what I'm saying? So my thing is, although I still dwelled in the street life and this and that, I I had a different perspective and a huge respect on life. Like, although I was hustling, I never was with genocide. I never wanted to be one of the guys out there killing another guy, another one of the guys. You know, I thought that was lame. I didn't want to be selling any type of uh, product that brought my people down. I sold stuff that I used. Like, you know, if I smoked green, it was a chance that I might have sold some green because I smoked it. But with the white, I tried to do the white at one point, and, man, it was eating my soul. That was something that I just couldn't do. Because I saw the effect that it had on my people direct, man. I had this one dude by the name of Douglas. He was friends with my older brothers. And this dude went to DeVry. He was an electrician. He was a computer tech. And this was before computers, but he knew how to break down the computers that was in TVs, the process, the processors and microwaves and stereo systems. And he was that dude for the sawbuck that had climbed the pole and hook up your cable. You know what I'm saying? He was the all-purpose dude. I even seen this dude riding around on a 10 speed carrying a screen door for a house you know i was like oh man i don't want to be that dude but then i seen like he had a hustle he was getting money but as soon as he got it it was gone yeah and it, it, it was gone and it evaporated into thin air you know what i'm saying yeah. were you were you always like a conscience rapper or did that because you did you did that stand out to you like that's where i want to be um I know, i'm sure you're surrounded by maybe different other types of of hip-hop but were you always kind of like that man i'll tell you this um i am a multifaceted human being uh i mean so 
some people would say, you know, some of the things that I did early on in my life in the streets was wrong, right? Like, man, you was in the gang, or you was this, or you was all. But everything that I did was always for a good cause. Like, if I sold green, I sold green because Thanksgiving was coming up, and my family wanted a nice Thanksgiving, or Christmas was coming. I had a lot of nephews and nieces, you know? It wasn't because I wanted to be a detriment to society or a detriment to my people. I always wanted to be an asset as opposed to a liability. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it just so happened that I had a remarkable teacher. My brother, his name was Baba Quasi, Quasi Ronald Harris. He was my, my light in the midst of the darkness. You know what I'm saying? As well as my sisters and my, my other brother. I had a, a pretty positive family. You know what I'm saying? But it was just a different time from when they grew up because, see, I got siblings that are old enough to be my parents because my mother and father was still getting it in at 40. You know what I'm saying? And when they had me. You know what I'm saying? So that was a beautiful thing. But um, I, I took bits and pieces of what they had to offer as well as what the streets had to offer and this is the I'm simply the uh, product of everything that came before me wow, wow. I'm the sum total I won't say the product the sum total because more so than being a product of my environment I focus on making my environment a product of me now looking at hip hop and like coming from out of Chicago do you there's so yeah. many different yeah Mick Jenkins Chance uh, I, I just ran up I think I found some dude named Saba, like, not too long ago. Um, and there's uh, no name. There's so many different, like, great artists out of Chicago. Yeah. You, is that cool to see? Like, there's so many different kinds of hip-hop coming out of there that people just try to say it was one thing, you know? They try to say drill music, and that was it. But there's so many other, well, like, great artists coming out of Chicago. that's probably all they listen to. Yeah. It's a matter. Because this is the thing. I hear people constantly saying, oh, man, see, 90s hip-hop was this. Or, man, I remember when hip-hop used to be this. And this and that. Man, it still is. You just got to listen to they it. Try. All you, all you <laughs> critiquing is what you listen to. Yep. It's yeah. a lot. You just got to find it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think it's real dope that there's a huge variety of uh, artists in Chicago because it always has been. It's just so happens now that we have the internet and the internet is like man it's a it's a portal of exposure it's the world wide web the window to the world and it's just a beautiful thing that the world outside of chicago is being able to grasp it and begin to see what we have to offer because this is something that in the early days man that we dreamed of that chicago would have the spotlight on it and now it does and it's a beautiful thing man just to see all these young people being able to uh, change their lives, man, based upon an art form. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. No, I mean, I was just like, I was just kind of looking at Eric for a second because last week we were talking about 90s versus the 2000s versus the 2010s. <laughs> and for the 2010s, he played the absolute worst music. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, okay, all right, he's trying to make because I'm the youngest, so he's trying to make me look bad. I'm like, okay, I set him that, up. That I did set him up. I did set him up, man. And you know, we we got plenty of artists out there that that you know. Yeah, like, who's, who's your yeah, favorite? Who's some of your favorite? What you choose to listen to, you can't listen to the worst artist and be like, oh man, this is what music is today. Hey, thank you. No, nah, it's so <laughs> much music today, and anybody who thinks like that is a person who is limited, and mm -hmm. they're limiting th themselves. You said Eric needs to stop limiting. Themselves. Look, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. see, my thing is whatever <laughs> I don't like, as opposed to going around talking about, oh man, this is trash. I hate this. You know what? 
I just don't listen to it. Come on now. So you think all the what I do like, that's what I listen to. Energy. It's simple as that. You know what I'm saying? I don't have right. any animosity towards anybody that's trying to better their lives, man, and, and better the lives yeah. of people around them. Now, my thing is, I'm not an actor with drug usage, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I, that's just not my style, and uh, I feel like I'll be doing a detriment to uh, society or to my people if that's what I uh, promote it. But when I'm in a party and I hear certain songs that's talking about that, man, I can see right through it when I got a beautiful woman <laughs> dancing in front of me with a nice behind, you know, working in front of me and shit. I'm Look cool. Out. I'm having a hey. good time. You know what I'm saying? I'm not thinking about Nah, you don't care about the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think about what you guys about, going on? Man, it's lit. You know what I'm saying? Do you think some of, like, so you're saying some of the old heads that's been coming out complaining about hip-hop now, you think they just need to, like, take a seat, just chill out, it's not that bad? Man, I just think that a lot of anybody who complains about something, man, um, whenever you tell somebody not to do something, you have to have something to replace it with. Yeah. Like, like with the, the art school, uh, Walter H. Diet High School for the Arts and the A. Philip Randolph Pullman Porter's Museum and Museum 44 and Timbo at Chicago State and Word is Bomb, the spoken word poetry movement and all the things that I'm working with with the youth. These are like, yo, y'all don't need to be killing. Y'all don't need to be out here on no BS. Here's something for you to do. Yeah. You yeah. know? And this is something that will be conducive to your growth and development as a human being, not just as an artist, but as a person, you know? Yeah, yeah. So my thing is, anything that you don't like, if you don't like it that much, man, you got to replace it with something. And if it ain't as good as what you don't like, then... You got to figure it out. You got to yeah. keep going till you find something that the people will gravitate to. And again, if it's something that you don't like, as opposed to, oh, man, I just hate this. This is horrible. Oh, my God, I can't believe this is giving me a headache. Right. Why listen to it if it's giving you a headache? Headaches don't feel shot. good to nobody. Right. For sure. Do you believe that in terms of in terms of hip hop culture that now it's developed, you know, now it's developed a history that that divide, I guess you could say, between, you know, dare I say the, the old heads like the dare I say the gatekeepers of hip hop and some of the, the the new breed that's been coming out as of late. Do you feel as if that 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 kind of divide is becoming a little bit more pronounced in terms of what they feel like maybe what's coming out today isn't as good what they believe? Well, I mean, everybody's entitled to their beliefs. There's guys that that uh, still wear bell-bottom pants and turtlenecks. <laughs> where they, where they at? Into today's fashion. See, the thing is, people tend to gravitate to uh, thoughts, ideas, music, fashion that remind them of things. This may remind them of the best times of their lives. The 90s may have been the best time of the people's lives is this in today's music. So when they listen to 90s music or something that feels like that, it brings back a sense of nostalgia. It makes them feel good. But what they have to understand is the uh, music culture has always been youth-driven, you know? Mm -hmm. So my thing is I can't um, look at the youth and be like, oh, man, they messed up and this and that when I realize that I'm part of the foundation in which they stand on. Right. Mm, for sure. We, for we sure. grew up listening to y'all. Yeah, so why would I? I mean, you know, 
I mean, I was on record talking about smoking weed, you know? It's yeah. people smoking weed, you know what I'm saying? And I don't look at weed as a drug. Well, I know for a fact that weed is not a drug, you know? I know that weed is, uh, it didn't become illegal in the United States to 1936, you know? And that happened due to the fact that uh, black men were down in the South having sex with white women. And it was some white player haters that was a little mad. Like, yo, how you hitting our girls? Ooh. So they came Just up hating. with a Just media hating. campaign called Reefer Madness and got the nation behind it. They couldn't lock you up for being uh, black, but they could lock you up for the product. They could lock you up for a drug because uh, slavery was quote unquote illegal at the time, but they still was doing this thing called inmate leasing. Yeah. And with inmate leasing, that. it'll be like, I'm the warden of the prison. I call you. Uh, now you're the warden of the prison. I'm the dude with the company and I need a hundred workers. I call you on a Monday and I say, Hey man, I'm going to be down there Friday. I need a hundred workers. Within that week, a hundred black people was arrested. I saw. And I came down there and picked y'all up. That was in, in the thirteen, wasn't it? The Southern strategy. Uh, that was I part of it. it was. Yeah, I yeah, that's part of the Southern strategy. That but yeah, that that yeah. whole process was called inmate leasing. Inmate and leasing. That's why marijuana is illegal today, and it's only illegal in thirty-five states. Fifteen states understand. You know, <laughs> I mean, well, everybody understands, but this mass incarceration thing is crazy. And where in the world? If you are addicted to something or if you are a user of a quote-unquote drug, where does it become a crime to be a user? If you are a user of something, you should be in a rehab because this is a mental issue. This is a mental illness yeah. when you become addicted to something. So you should be in a rehab, not in prison. It makes no sense. And I, and I always hear people say that it's like, well, you have black kids, black men, they have to go to jail. White kids, when they use drugs, they go to rehab. You know what I mean? And it's just like when we use something, it's 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 considered a crime. But when they do it, it's just you know, people have sympathy for, or they they consider maybe the factors that led them to doing that. We don't get those factors. Like we don't get that chance, that cushion, like they do. Like it's not given to us. <laughs> well, we still live in a country where the Constitution says that we are three fifths of a human being. Yep, it does. It does. <laughs> That's and a fact. We still honor a constitution from the 1700s and the 1800s where we wasn't even considered people. So that's the craziest thing about America is that that whole thing needs to be remixed to mm -hmm. make it work for everybody because this is a multicultural nation, not just the nation of one specific group of people. Which it never was. Never was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we've been here. We came before Columbus. We got the Omic heads down in Veracruz in the southern part of Mexico. You know, we got statues Mexico. that go back 1,500 years of mm. big African faces with Kushite noses and the Ethiopian crowns on. Mm. Wow, wow. You're pretty, I mean, going, let's get into your, like, your music and, and whatnot. Um, are you working on anything right now, any projects at the moment? Well, uh, I haven't been signed to good music since 2006. Okay. okay. So it's been like over 10 years, about 10 years since I've been signed to good music. But you got mixtapes uh, though. Fortunate enough, yeah. I've worked with a lot of artists out of good music, like from Kanye 
to uh, Consequence, to Malik Youssef, to John Legend, to Kid Cudi, to Big Sean. It just so happened that we have chemistry when we work together. But uh, as of right now, I got a new project coming out, and it has BJ the Chicago Kid hey, from Chicago know. on it. It has nice. uh, uh, Wiz Khalifa on it. It has uh, uh -oh. Raekwon from the Wu-Tang. Uh-oh, look out. Uh, it has uh, young producers out of Chicago, like my man XL. I'm uh, about to work on a new record with Million Dollar Mano, who just, that's my young buddy, man. They just did 45 million on the, uh, on the Weekends album, the one where oh, he yeah, did yeah. the record called The Hills. It, it, it was, that was amazing. Produced. Oh, wow. I didn't have no clue. That was produced by him? Uh, yeah, okay. he did the hills. He did the hills. Okay, and he that's actually, dope. He actually did this record for me years ago called Hater Haterville, where we used the Kill Bill sample, and we was like, I only popping here in Chicago back then. I got like a, a lot of young Chicago uh, producers on the project, and man, I, I just, I just put out a new record with this young producer named Odd Couple from Chicago and another young up-and-coming artist out of Cleveland named Kip Stone. It's called Hereditary. And man, I'm, I'm just... Oh yeah, a new record came out about a month ago with Chance the Rapper and Alex Chance. Wiley called Spaceship 2. Oh yeah, and, yeah, heard that. Man, I, yeah, I, I, I was fortunate uh, enough, man, I've been embraced by the youth. I've been working with the youth and we've been growing and developing. Man, we, we grew up on, uh, on College Dropout, so... I mean, uh, yeah, I think that's why they yeah. like, like my gener we grew up on God, uh -huh. you know, that is our album, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so those young guys probably, they, <laughs> when they look at you, they look at like, okay, this is, this is something serious, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the Kanye Twitter days. Uh, Kanye said, I'm here thing. with my best friend, GLC, the heavy hitter king. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I go yeah, way man, back. You're like, man, see the thing. The thing is, man, I'm, I'm, man, I'm, I'm very proud of uh, Kanye and all the things that he's done over the past. But we, we don't share the same viewpoints on a lot of things. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The things that we did share the same viewpoints on mainly was creating dope music. You know what I'm saying? Right. And there were certain other things within life that we both gravitated to. But, you know, in life, man, people, they, they grow together or they grow apart. But at the same time, the key word is growth. You just yeah. got to keep growing, you know. And in life, I find people, they often focus on the ups and downs. But if you focus on the ups and downs, you're not focusing on what lies ahead. You got to keep moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Did, were you yeah, surprised what it was down to? But I, I just recently saw Kanye when he uh, came to Chicago for the Pablo tour, man. And that right there was extremely impressive. Wow, that I've heard like big, like great reviews about that concert, like everything about it. But did were you surprised about his comments yesterday? I've oh man, I felt like <laughs> I, I, man. A lot of stuff that I hear Kanye say nowadays. It seems like, man, it, it's not really him talking. It's like it's somebody else, like, got him wind up and, like, say this, Kanye, go. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like one thing I know about him is he's a good dude, but yeah. he's always been like a sponge, you know? Like, he absorbs the energy that's around him. So maybe he has somebody around him who, man, who has a, a different view of the world than what a lot of us 
see the world as. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. and, 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 and I believe that some of the thoughts in which that he projects aren't really his thoughts. I think those are thoughts of somebody or someone or some people that are uh, could be in a place of misguiding him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You think? Are, yeah. you, are you talking about the Kardashians, man? Are you, is that? Are you? Well, I don't really know the Kardashians, but I know. I, like I've been around them a couple times, but I don't really know them, yeah, so I can't really speak upon what I don't know, you know. But it, it just seems as if the viewpoints that that he has, they they don't really tend to uh, to sink in well with the the black culture, you know. Right. People looking like, yo, what's going on? Because you saying like, yo, uh, something against like worrying about racism and this and that, but you was just saying, man, they're not trying to let me do these shoes or these clothes because I'm black I and mean, they being racist towards me. So it's just a it's a constant contradiction, yeah. you know, and it's, there's nothing wrong with being a conflicted person or whatever, but you have to stand on solid ground towards certain issues, you know? Yeah, for sure. Just in my opinion. Did you, how did y'all meet exactly? I, I think I saw something about Simeon Career Technical Academy. You guys kind of oh, formed oh, your no, relationship no. We there? met through uh, this dude by the name of Andre Fraser. You know, we called him Birdman before Birdman was Birdman because he actually looked like a bird. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and he he came around the hood one time with this real bogus haircut, you know, and we like, yo, man, who, who... how you get that big that big part in your head, man? Look like Moses stood on your forehead and parted your head. And he was like, oh, man, my man Kanye did this. Uh-oh. He was like, what? Kanye hey, can't cut hair? That? He was like, man, that's my man from grandma school. He cut my hair, man, and he make beats. You need to get up with him. Oh. I was like, oh, okay, cool. When he got up with him, he was a cool dude. You know, Birdman took an L for the for the squad with that bogus haircut. <laughs> but we did get to meet Kanye, and we was 15 and he was making beats and he was rapping and he liked girls and he was into like uh his mom was really into like african culture like same as my brother you know and, mm-hmm. and i noticed that your name is kwaku kwaku yeah. is a wednesday born yeah you got it here you go that's what's yeah, up yeah, yeah i'm a kwaba now i'm a tuesday born tuesday my born. brother was a kwasi i know uh Kwa-to, my father's name's a kwasi kwaku kwa uh kofi kwame and kwasi yeah yeah, yeah, my father, uh, Ashanti. He's Ashanti, so yeah, we go by the, your middle name's always by the days of the week. So for Ghana, sure, that's what, yeah, yeah Ghana. Uh, from the land of uh, Kwame oh. Kumba. Yes, Kwame Look at this, dude. GLC, shout out to GLC, man. Know all about the culture, man. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Man, man. So um, even, okay, even now, um, did you, like, did you see anything back then, like, as far as your relationship with Kanye and and whatnot, um, how much has it really changed? Is it like, was he the same then? Were y'all the same then? It's like, you know, when y'all get together now, is it all love or it's just a little different or what? Well, it's definitely different because at one point we were together on a daily basis. And it's certain things that, uh, that I see like within his life that I'm just like, he know that I wouldn't condone. You know what I'm saying? So it's best that (laughs) I I might not be there. (laughs) Because me me personally, uh, I'm not against uh, people that are, you know, that like the same uh, uh, gender or whatever. I'm I'm not against it, but it's not my lifestyle, you know. So uh, my thing is, I mean, I think it's whatever makes a person happy, go for it or whatever. 
But I would, I don't know how I would be, just knowing who I am, I don't know how I would take being in the midst of, uh, of, of like the the Bruce Jenner, you know, I don't know how I would, you know, I I, I wouldn't be at ease around that, you know? So not only that, but it it may be other things, you know, And, and he knows me. So he knows that it's best that, yo, I don't have G around this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> because so I'm just not with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it, it, it might confuse the, the little kids, you know, to not know if it's granddaddy or grandmama. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they, that's kind of confusing for a little is. girl and a little boy to have to figure out you know you grow up you might be a little messed up in the head off of that you know what i'm saying and my whole thing is i wouldn't want to subject my kids to that you know what i'm saying but i i I don't want to talk down on somebody wanting to be on that because hey man that's their decision that's something that they have to live with and it might make them happy to be a part of both genders or whatever you know what i'm saying but that's just not my style you know and my thing is I don't discriminate, but if you do things that I don't do, I don't be around you. Like, I don't do crack, so I don't hang with crackheads. You know what I'm saying? I don't do men, so I don't (laughs) be around guys that do men, you know? And not to compare somebody that does men to a crackhead, but it's just to break it down in layman's terms, you you know? Right, right, right. I was going to say quickly, I, I know we got just a couple more minutes left. I really, my, one of my favorite, actually my favorite song from Kendrick that really like got me to be a biggest fan. It was like three years, three or four years ago, uh, Poe Man's Dream off of Section oh, 80. Man. And I Thank love you. that. I used to play the hell out of that song, man. Like it got me through, like it was just, just like the struggle, like a little bit going through college, man. It was just like, t- you know, times you didn't want to do this, days you didn't want to do that. I used to put that on. I was good. I was straight. Especially I was the ending, man. With, with you, it was just perfect. <laughs> Icing on the cake. I can just run that through and I'll be straight, man. How was it playing? Uh, working, well, not playing, but working with Kendrick. How was that? Oh man, it was really amazing for me because at the time, uh, Kendrick was just a young aspiring artist that was trying to get there, and uh, he was actually in a studio out in L.A. And he was talking about some of the artists that he really rocked with and some of his favorite artists, and man. Uh, he knew who I was and I was one of those artists and one of the guys that was in the uh, studio was a good friend of mine his name is BJ the Chicago Kid and he was like oh GL that's the big homie that's my brother man so he got me and Kendrick on the phone Kendrick was like he wanted me on his project and this and that so he sent me some links of his music I listened I was like yo shawty got something and then next thing you know within a few hours I was on section 80 Oh, no. did it like does it what he does now his his platform and where he is in hip hop are you're not surprised at all by what you're saying but do you think you know where do you think his career at the end of it like where would he be standing I mean you think he'll be the greatest of all time top five do I think Kendrick well uh, Kendrick oh yeah definitely like top five yeah, I mean yeah. it's just a matter of putting out more work yeah. you know because I'm not psychic 
but I believe that he is really dope, you know? Yeah. And it's just a matter of him constantly uh, continuing to grow and develop and getting to that point. But right now, I think he's one of the dopest, period, point blank. You right. know, yeah. uh, I think he's amazing with his wordplay, the lyricism, uh, the rhythm that he chooses to use, and the risk that he chooses to take, you know? Because not everybody could have did a, I love myself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That was dope. <laughs> He was able to do that, but then he still get like, ah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like he, he got what it takes. He still got that, uh. So he can hit you with, like, popular-sounding music, but he still got it. Similar to Drake. Like, Drake, he makes records that the women love, but, man, when it comes to that, that battling thing, he, he brings it. Uh -oh. You know what I'm saying? And I know that a lot of people are like, yo, but these artists got writers and this and that. I was about to say man, that. Man, if you could show me an artist that didn't have a writer, like, from the time when I was moving up, that didn't have different people helping them with their music or whatever, aside from myself, because I ain't never had a writer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I, oh, yeah, Andre 3000, because he said maybe he felt like he was working too hard. He did, I saw that, yeah. He it's talked a few about of that. us, you know, it's a few of us that... Uh, to stay true to that you know i can I, i'll do this i'm gonna tell my story but man at the end of the day a lot of those artists they make pretty good songs man and <laughs> and you gotta understand that the music business is not the music brotherhood it's just the music business That's so exactly. people are in it for the business yeah. they're trying to make capital from what they're doing so in order to capitalize off of it sometimes they bring in different entities to get it to where it needs to be but at the core of it, like of hip hop lyricism, you know, like Kendrick, you know, Drake can't handle Kendrick. Can we? Can you? Can you at least say that, my man? Because that sounded like for a minute that you were defending Drake. I'm a, I'm a very like Drake advocate. Can't handle I, yeah, he can't even do that. I'm, the, I'm not a big Drake fan at all. I'm the farthest from that. But lyrically, you. Well, this can't. is why I like Drake. Let me tell you why oh, I like. Drake. Oh man, I like Drake because. I'm heterosexual, right? And being <laughs> heterosexual, most of the women that you be around, they gonna be listening to Drake. So it, it kind of, it's like, yo, if you want this bad chick, you know, it's a good chance that being around her, Drake is gonna be played. It ain't no way around it. You gonna hear Drake, you know what I'm saying? If you in the party, you're gonna hear Drake, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, so it ain't true. no need of me running from it. And Drake don't give me no headache, you know what I'm saying? He's really dope <laughs> at putting songs together. He makes really good songs, and okay. it ain't no way around it. You he's know, an artist. He's a great opinion. artist. Yeah, he's a great artist. Not so. You're, you would say he's a great artist, not necessarily a great MC. Is can we agree on that? Well, I would say that he is a great artist, and mm -hmm. I, when I think of MC, I don't think of like I don't look at Drake for MCing. I gotcha. look at Drake for dope songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, you know how certain artists like I don't want to hear a comment when I'm in the party. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. If I'm at the crib chilling and you know uh, blowing one back and you know uh, trying to elevate the mind state or just be at harmony with the universe I might listen to some comedy you yeah, know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's what it's for you know <laughs> Every everything has a purpose and there's a time and place for everything so it all works for me it just depends on when and where you know yeah nah for sure yeah. I can I can respect like that. I love Gucci man I'm glad hey. Gucci home. you know burr, burr. And, and Gucci music is live, man. It's it completely is. entertaining. It, it makes you just feel good because he talks street talk, but 
is humorous. You know, mm-hmm. it's not to the point where I feel like, oh my God, Gucci gonna try to kill me. It's be like, yo, <laughs> I can listen to this music. It's dope. It's street and it's entertaining at the same time. So you, yeah, because it seems like you respect all. I mean, all kinds of hip hop. You gotta like give it all a chance. When and I can see that. I think a lot of people kind of close their 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 mind to certain hip hop, but it's like you said, it's a time and place for everything. And I can respect yeah, yeah, it's a time and place yeah, for everything. Yeah. I can I respect mean, that. That's all it is. Like some people are really into lyricism, and for those people, there are musicians that cater to that. Yeah. Some people are really into being lit and having a good time. Like Future is one of my favorite artists. There we go. Future's music just whenever I hear Future music, if I'm at the crib by myself and I'm listening to. If I'm listening to March Madness at the crib by myself, I feel like my crib is filled with people and I'm having a time of my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, it all depends on where I want to be at that specific time, and that's what I'm going to listen to. You know what I'm saying? I listen to Chance. Chance music sounds like jazz mixed with hip-hop, yeah, the way he exactly. sings and how he scats and this and that and his pattern. It just sounds live he just sounds like a young kid with a lot of energy that is uh limitless you know what i'm saying yeah, it yeah. makes you feel good man the, the the main thing is i like music that makes me feel good music is therapeutic i don't really care for music that makes me feel threatened you know yeah. unless you got a really dope beat you know what i'm saying <laughs> like I, because i'm not with i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill your mama i'm gonna kill your sister i'm gonna kill them and then I'm going to do all the drugs, and then I'm going to rob you, and then I'm going to shoot you again. Like, I don't want, I'm, you know, I'm at a different place in my life. Yeah, we you know listen to saying? 21. I can't, I don't know if I can, we still, you know 21 Savage, right? Man, I like 21 Savage. Yeah, though. that's what, yeah. yeah. I, I heard his story, man. He, Crazy. Man, that dude there is like, he, man, he kind of like Jesus, like, <laughs> the, way, <laughs> the way that. He, his best friend was killed and his best friend mother was killed oh, yeah. and he was shot six times and he's still here. And I saw one of his interviews and he was saying like, yo, that's where I was and this is where I am now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm trying to grow from. Yeah, yeah. I saw that one too. could be out shooting up the whole Atlanta. Mm-hmm. If, you know, from what he's gone through, he, he could be shell-shocked and out here doing really crazy shit, but he's making really dope music. Yes, yeah, yeah, he definitely, and, and that interview, you could tell he was just kind of like, like you said, like he looked at it as that's just who I was, but he moved on from it, but you could tell at the same time he really wasn't feeling it, like, he actually finally got to a point. You know, you get older, so you realize stuff, like, it kind of resonates more as you get older that, that this isn't exactly what I want to be a part of. You know what I mean? Like, that interview, I know the one you're talking about, you could tell in his voice that, like, you know, he's kind of want to move past that. But at the same time, his raps, he's talking about just what he sees. You know, like, this is just what I'm a part of. It doesn't mean I completely condone it or whatever it is, but this is just what I grew up in. Yeah, because when you look at artists like 21 Savage or you look at artists like Chief Keef in his prime, Man, this is the thing. You always got people that are pointing the fingers at the artists, but you have to look at the environment that these artists lived in. You got to look at the situations which led them because oftentimes art is simply a reflection of life. And if if this is the life that the kids see, this is the art form or this is what will be within the art that they project to the people. Like, man, systematic oppression leads to kids growing up 
drug addicts. Systematic oppression leads to kids growing up in fatherless households. Systematic oppression leads to kids having to drop out of school to help provide for their families. And if this is the life that they have to live due to the fact of systematic oppression, this is what they're going to rap about. Mm -hmm. This is what they know. So in order to change the music, you got to change the environment. Exactly. Exactly. If people got issues with it, that's why I don't have no issue with it. I come from that environment. And I heard, who was that that said that, uh, I forgot who I was listening to, and he was just like, you don't know, actually, no, it was Keith, and he was just like, you don't know what I saw, you don't know where I came from. It was like a new joint, it just came out. Uh, he got a mixtape coming out soon, but he says that, he kept saying that, like, you don't know what I saw, and it's like, that's that's it, it's so it's as simple as that. You know, like, anything with rock music, any other genre, the artists that come from there, it's the same exact, like, notion. It's just, they're, you know, just reporting on what they see, their experiences. I don't want people to lie to me and act like he was, I don't want Chief Keef acting like he was living in the suburbs or whatever or something like that, or the nah, boondocks. Yachty acting like he grew up in, nah, that's a whole nother. <laughs> Lil Yachty, we don't want to like, say that? Like, what, happened? what happened with Lil Yachty? I, I, said, I don't want him acting like he grew up in the hood. Yeah, yeah, because right? Lil Yachty ain't, he not. Yeah, I don't want people acting like what they Lil Yachty from my county, so. Where are you from again? Oh, he, he's from your county. What's your county? Cobb County, the suburbs. Oh, Cobb County. Okay. See, I used to live in Fullerton County. Oh, okay. See, okay. we don't, we, we all the cab, well, I'm the cab over here. King, where you? Um, I, I ain't from Douglas far from the county home. jail. I had to go pick my buddies up from there a couple of times. What, the cab? <laughs> yeah, I shot a video in front of the county jail with this dude <laughs> named P. Wonder back in, man, we probably did what? it in 2009, 2010 when I was staying down there. What I know that jail is a. I live like five minutes from that jail, and it seems to be everybody wants to shoot videos over there from time to time. <laughs> wow! You yeah, know, did you ever man, see what yeah. happened? We shot there, then we shot over there in Atlantic Station where those yep. big Roman-looking pillars are. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I know exactly where you at, man. What we ain't no jail was in the A like that. We are. Uh, yeah, man. I used to live right across the street from Compound, man, at 1016 Lost over there on Howl Mill, right above from Chow Baby. What? How hey, are you? What's what? up, man? It's around the corner from you the ain't studio. Been... Hey, look, man. Yeah, that... well, I was down there, man. I, I ran through them ATL streets, boy. It was good to me. I used to be in Decatur, too, at Mad Studios, Money at the Dough, with my boy, Corey Moe. Corey Moe, man. Look, mm. hey, so, wait, you ain't been to Atlanta in a while, huh? Man, I just, I was in Atlanta in August, bro. Oh, August. Oh, yeah, sure. August and September. Okay, does it look different to you now? You said what? Does it look different? Because Atlanta's changing a lot. Oh, uh, well, man, you know what? One thing that remains the same, you know, when Dr. King was talking about he seen the promised land and all that, mm -hmm. Atlanta is, man. So many angels walking around that mud, like bodies <laughs> of goddesses walking around that bad You think place, we don't you know? know? You think we don't hey, know? You, you got to oh, be on lookout, man. though. You got to be, if you don't like men like your men, you, you don't true, know. You don't know true. which one is uh, uh, was born. You got to ask for baby pictures. True. Now. You need birth certificates hey, hey, around hey, here. No, no, no. See, this is the thing. For me... I'm a man's man, and and my thing is with me. I I've never been I never been hit on by a man. I ain't never had no like if a woman got a goatee or a mustache or something <laughs> like that. No matter how fat the ass is or how beautiful she is, ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing shaking. <laughs> I have discernment, so I, I I've never been I never been led down led astray. You know I know a woman from a mile away. You feel me? So 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 with that being said, I understand what's going on down there, and I used to have friends that used to be like. 
man, how you live in Atlanta with all them homosexuals? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. When you heterosexual, you don't get no energy to the homosexuals right. because it's 23 to 1. Right. True. How, how could you give energy to a man that like man when you around there and you heterosexual and it's 23 women coming at you in, in a day? I remember one time going to pump gas around the gas station from my crib, and it was one of the baddest women I ever seen in my life. She's standing outside pumping her gas, and she just sit on her car waiting on me to come out to pump mine so she could mack me down. What? I've been walking wow. through Target, and and it's like three, four sets of girls in there, and they all like lined up waiting on their chance to holler at me. It was so, like, wow, I don't, I don't, they, they want to be part of the ism. I seen the promised land. So it's it's definitely the place to be if you if you you know if you on my side of the fence. It's a beautiful place to be. It is a beautiful you know place, man, because it's less it's less uh, gas. Uh, trying to you know be competitive towards the same uh, nah, goals right. in which you trying to the be, ratio you know is perfect. Yes, the ratio is perfect. We don't, we ain't complaining. Yeah, we just got to yeah, be careful. Yeah. That's like it. man, it's like heaven. And, and the thing is, like I said, when it comes to the music, man, I just don't give energy to stuff that doesn't that don't pique my interest, as opposed to complaining about it. Yeah. Like I would never be walking around talking about, oh man, all these homosexuals oh my god i can't believe this i hate this i would never be on that because i just don't get no energy to it as mm -hmm. opposed to giving my energy to that why not give my energy to these 23 and one that's trying to get at me all these 23 women you know oh, right right facts now you said something earlier but i had to say something because you were like for you if you saw a chick with a goatee you definitely going the other way even if she got the nice body but the Southern dudes, it's, it's a little different. I, I got some homies that the girl can have a full-on beer, but if she thick, it ain't, it's going down regardless. It's going down. I'm being so serious. They don't care, dog. It's a, I think it's a Southern thing, man. It's just like dudes like, yo, she thick? All right, I'm with it. man. For me, I'm completely turned off by masculinity. Masculinity does not turn me on in no shape, form, or fashion. So due to the fact if a woman has any masculine characteristics, <laughs> I'm just not with it. What about know? Serena? Just, Serena got I'm muscles, though. I'm not with it because I'm used to being a man, you know, and let the woman be the woman, you know. Uh, and, 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 you know, I seen my mother, she had magician-type characteristics. How When my father died, I was eight months, you know, mm -hmm. and he left my mother with five kids when he died. I seen my mother make miracles happen, Thanksgiving, Christmas, birthdays, things of that nature. And you know what? I'm going to take that back because I seen my mama – carry like five grocery bags up the stairs. I'm probably like four years old looking at my mama doing this. Like, how is she How's doing she this? Superwoman. You know yeah. I was kind of, my mama was like Supermom, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right. That's for sure, man. That's, he's <laughs> talking about this. See, I mean, even even here though, I don't I don't know if you watched Atlanta, the show with uh, with Childish Gambino. Oh, it's on man, FX. you know what? I'm about to be in. Man, I'm a binge watcher. Nice. Do that. It is. We got we got somebody in here that Rashad don't want to speak about it. Mm. Rashad was on one of the episodes there. You uh, know, you know, just a little cameo. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, say, say that again. Just a little cameo. He was in that he was in one of the episodes there. It's it's real popping. I think you're gonna enjoy it, man. It's it's uh I think man, it depicts you know Atlanta what? well. I know that a lot of young ladies love that show. So mm -hmm. I gotta get up on There you go. You got something to talk about. Yeah, now you got exactly. something to talk about. You got talking points with them. Cause all the chicks love Atlanta, man. It's funny. It's yeah. only like ten episodes though, so you're gonna like it. It's it run through it real quick. 
It's, it's yeah, pretty good. It's I, pretty I, dope. I saw the first episode of it, but I have to really just make the time. So I get my bands watch on this week, and I know the episodes are uh, thirty minutes or, or less, minus the commercials. So yeah, they I are. They're quick. Check it out this week. Dope, dope. GLC, man, we really appreciate you calling in, talking with us, salute, spreading the, the knowledge, the ism, the church, all the goodness, man. We really appreciate it. Church, man. The reason I say church is because, man, if you look at the church, the way that the church is set up, the church is set up like pimping. They tell you that, hey, man, if you get horny and you want to have your little sex and you ain't married, that's a sin. You're going to go to hell for that. They tell you that, hey, man, uh, the church and state is supposed to be separate. But when you get married, you got to pay the church. You got to pay the priest. You got to pay the seamstress. You got to pay the caterer. You got to pay the limo company. You got to pay the state for the marriage license. A lot of people was capitalizing off your affection because they didn't hit you with this fear of, oh, man, that's a sin. Come on, man, miss me with that because God lives within and the temple is the body. Man, know thyself. You know what I'm saying? You can't fool me with your illusions and your pimped out superstition. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That is not going to take premonition over my intuition. You feel me? I, look, I might just, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I might just keep it simple. I ain't, I'm just gonna go to either the court or I'm a. <laughs> we just gonna be living together. And I mean, like I said, all the marriage stuff, man. We just gonna live together and say we we're married because we ain't got to do all the legal stuff. But for sure, man. Hey, y'all got anything else to say? Y'all want to say that? Nah, I just want to say thanks, man. Like college dropout came out when I was in what fourth grade. So I'm 21 oh, wow. now. Yeah, okay. so like when, when I say we grew up on it, we literally, literally. grew up on it. So Absolutely. Like, you know, I, I definitely salute you and, and good and Chicago, everything you're doing up there and dropping the knowledge. And it's great. And, you know, this coming from me, Akeem Balaam, um, you know, this, it's, it's really great that, you know, that you're doing everything, you know, just to just to make a difference. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like we was like it was mentioned earlier, a lot of people give, you know, Chicago a bad rap. But it's great to see people like yourself actually doing something, you know, actually, you know, doing something positive, you know, in that community that, you know, that could definitely need it and just spreading love and just spreading positivity all over the place. Yeah. Oh, man, my attitude is gratitude. But as I said, man, I don't ever want to be the person that's identifying what the problem is without being part of the solution. Right. Right. Word, word. Man. Yes, sir. We appreciate it, man. Hey, you got anything else you want to talk about you're working on or? Oh, yeah, man. My my new project is called The Book of Sanism. I spoke about it earlier, but yeah, yeah, man, yeah. it's coming real soon. My new video, uh, Nixon and Reagan working for Satan, uh, it basically just breaks down the drug laws and how a lot of African Americans were uh, disproportionately incarcerated, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. due to the fact of these laws. Uh, also, I want to talk about how we got to get back to our God particle, man. In order to do that, man, we can't be out here. Well, this is just my take on it. Some people like to do it or whatever. But one of the reasons why I was diagnosed with diabetes and how I died and came back was uh, dairy, man. Dairy is scary. We are the only animals on the planet that drink milk from another animal. And we are the only, other, the only animals on the planet that drinks milk 
past nursing stages. No other animal does that, man. So you just got to look at that, look at nature, and try to figure out, like, man, why are African Americans, like, killing in a, in a uh, prostate cancer, breast cancer, yep. thyroids, asthma, arthritis, eczema, diabetes, all these illnesses? Man, this comes from this acidic diet, man. We got to alkaline our bodies, detox from this this wickedness that we putting inside of us, and we could live longer, more prosperous lives, man. And we could satisfy satisfy our wives, man. <laughs> Straight up, because man, I, I used to be a lot bigger than I am now. I've seen the pictures. Weight, getting myself in shape, feel real good. And man, it's crazy the the uh, the, the attraction or the satisfaction, boy, that comes from. <laughs> the payoffs, man. The payoffs are real, man. We appreciate it, man. We definitely, if we can do this again going forward, we definitely would love to have you on again, Gio. This was really dope. Right. This was really dope. All right, man. I appreciate your uh, support of the clothing line as well. Oh yeah, I gotta rock that soon. <laughs> I got. I'm gonna rock that soon. I gotta. We. I'm covered for the for the Hawks, so I'm gonna wear it to one of the games. I want people to people to know about it, man. For for sure. And I appreciate that. Oh, man, gratitude, man. So I tell you, man, my final words, if you want some ism, go ahead and follow him at G-L-C-T-H-E-I-S-M. That's G-L-C the ism. Peace, man. Appreciate it. I love. That was GLC, y'all, man. Easily. I mean, we had Danell on. That was a great discussion. And with Gio, he gave us a different perspective of what he's doing to help out, just like Danell did. But this was cool, man. We finally got to meet one of the – Dudes, we grew up on and, and listen to how he looks at his approach to everything that's going on. So that was pretty cool, man. Y'all, episode 16, GLC was in the house. So let's get a word from our sponsor. Now, if that doesn't make you want to work out, I don't know what will. The A-League believes in fitness, which is why we're excited to say today's episode is sponsored by Health Conscious, founded by personal trainer Ja'Cory Green in Atlanta area. Be Health Conscious is a health promotion and health living organization striving to improve health through sports, fitness, and nutritional training. He offers sports strength and conditioning, group fitness, and personal training. He can be contacted through his website, BeHealthConscious.org or his Instagram, BeHealthConscious. Or you can contact him directly calling 404-545-5773. His video commercial that we just ran will be posted on the A-League Twitter. Check him out. Yes. We're going to go around the room, close it up real quick. Eyeball finds my Twitter. EricYeboa.com is the website. Um, check out HawksHoop.com. For updates with what's going on with the Atlanta Hawks, me and, and Avery Yang will be giving you guys some good coverage all season long. So you guys check that out, man. Rashad? Uh, RashadMilligan.com. Uh, you know, hey. <laughs> Look, he just, it's cuffing he just... season. It's cu- <laughs> hey, y'all need, hey, it's getting a little chilly. 
You already know. Hey, you know where to find me. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Rashawn, <laughs> <laughs> the cover season is upon us. He's all in it already. <laughs> Akeem, what's happening? AkeemBalem.com. Akeem Balem. That's A-K-I-E-M-B-A-I-L-U-M on Twitter and the gram and at BeyondTheW.com, WNBA website. Check it out. It's the A-League Podcast. We out. Watch out.